You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. Hello, everyone. Joining us today for what is the topic? Hypoxia, um, oxygenation, um, having greater oxygen through magnesium wisdom. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there is a, a lot of talk about hypoxia right now um, because of the coronavirus and what's really happening here and and how maybe the ventilators are not the right idea because they contribute to hypo- hypoxia. I mean, well, if hy- hypoxia is the condition, then they don't help um, So, because they're pushing the tissues and the tissues are already kind of like not in working order because of the hypoxia. And so it's pushing something that's not working already. So it's the wrong diagnostic. Um, and so um, this hypoxia is found, you know, in different, I think it was also part of the MERS and the SARS epidemic, the hypoxia, people turning blue. And of course, this is only a small percentage of the people who get Corona or MERS or SARS or any of these kind of things that are, that could be out there. Um, uh, or even the flu. I mean, this could happen, but small percentage, you know, um, and these are coming from environmental factors and other things that are contributing to why this percentage gets to this level. But the hypoxia is interesting. Because hypoxia, I guess a classic case of hypoxia would be cyanide poisoning. So cyanide poisoning would um, contribute to that. And um, there's like cyanide kits. And so they have this kind of sulfite, what is it called? Uh, uh, Sodium nitrate or um, thiosulfate. Um, And this... I think, I'm not sure, but I think it allows for a methyl, methylization of the the cobalamin and the part of the, it allows it to process the cyanide out of the body into the urine. And so there's like this, it helps that um, to process. Um, but... Um, but the hypoxia, the hypoxia is the interesting part of this because the cyanide... Uh, it creates this, um, it, even the particles um, that could, you know, you don't have to just have cyanide like poisoning, like someone, you know, gas or a, what's it called, HCN, I guess it's high, high um, uh, hydrogen, um, hydrogen cyanide. And so this hydro, uh, hydrogen cyanide, this is a huge pollutant that's a part of the petrochemical industry and uh, it's a precursor for thousands of plastics and, and oil industry, petroleum. Like it's a precursor for so many things that this HCN has become ubiquitous as part of the, the pollution, not only in the air as like gas maybe in certain areas, but also as particles and the particles get attached to the aluminums and, and even calciums and different things attached to the 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 cyanide molecule, and then they, that disperses into the air, right? And so that carries it along, and then we breathe that in, and so we can have more hypoxia too, depending on our level of sensitivity, our level of, of efficiency with oxygen, and especially our level of magnesium, because the low levels of magnesium are going to contribute to a sort of hypoxia um, already, um, but not 
hypoxia to that degree, right? It's just going to be the, the terrain is being prepared for uh, less, um, a less robust uh, production of oxygen offloading. So let me explain how that works with magnesium, and then I'll get back to cyanide. But the magnesium, you know, it's it has a, it's it's such a structural thing. Magnesium, it's built into all the structures of the body and tissues, and even down to the platelets and the platelets and the way they're shaped. And so you can have these smooth platelets, but they're over smooth. They're too smooth, and that happens because there's um, the magnesium has this viscosity to it. Even the product that we that we sell, the transdermal magnesium, you can feel this vis viscosity in it, and in, and it absorbs water from the from the atmosphere. So it also has that capacity, and so that gives it this kind of uh, hydrophilic, you know, attract water attracting. Uh, holding feature um, and it does make it heavy it makes it heavier than water because it holds those minerals in that state but but so um, like a brine I guess you could say and so this this kind of gritty structure um, little bit gritty but kind of vis viscous I mean they're visc I don't know if viscous means gritty it doesn't have to mean gritty but there can be a connection there and so um, this um, viscosity um, is um, completely reduced without the presence of magnesium in the cells, not only on the cell membrane, so then the cell membrane is not flexible enough. It's not flexible enough to be, to be selectively permeable. It uh, starts to rigidify without that viscous, viscous fluid, that, that thing there, and so that, or part of its structure. So then that creates more calcium molecules attaching to that without magnesium, so then that rigidifies the structure. And so the structure can't defend itself from that from that rigidification or salt and well, I guess salt and calcium just just implode into the cells and magnesium is the limiter of that. It helps to uh, buffer that effect and that's part of one of its jobs at the cellular level is this membrane transport of of, of sodium and calcium and so it, it's a natural cha calcium channel blocker. So um, it. You know, maybe a better metaphor is your teeth. Your teeth are part calcium, part magnesium, but the magnesium, it's in smaller amount, but it's also allowing it to be flexible, the teeth, and not just brittle. So as soon as something becomes brittle, it becomes permeable because it doesn't have that softness and that coating or whatever you want to call it. Now, the platelets can be over smooth. Like in leukemia, they're over smooth. They're too smooth. So that viscosity can disappear there too. It can have a, you, you would think smoothness and viscosity, same thing, but not really because it can become too like almost dry smooth where it's not, once again, we, we're, we're losing that quality. And so that quality and um, that magnesium has built into the structure itself of the creation of the tissue, but then also as, you know, add, added to because magnesium is used at so many levels at, at the cellular level. And so this allows for a kind of not over, a, a, a lack of stickiness because that would be too much, right? So, um, you know, we know it helps thin the blood of magnesium since, you know, they used to give this for hypertension and things like that back before we had all these medicines. So we know that and it has a dilative property. And so um, it, you know, this, this capacity that it, that it has to help the structure maintain flexibility but not be over sticky and not under sticky, like meaning no viscosity at all, dry and porous and cracking. So it has that perfect balance, and that perfect balance allows for oxygen molecules to land onto the this sigmoidal C-shaped kind of uh, platelet, 
And then that allows for the oxygen to be able to offload very easily. So onload, offload. So this whole process creates greater oxygenation in the body. And so if they're too sticky, and this happens, like this is part of why everybody's on blood thinners and all this, it's like then the offloading doesn't work well. And so the oxygenation process has been greatly reduced because of a lack of mag magnesium levels in the tissues. So we need high magnesium levels in the tissues. I mean, there's been studies done on, on cancer that they were showing that um, impaired um, membrane uh, the impaired membrane, membrane feature and flux, like changes in flux of cellular flux um, um, during cancer of, of all sorts of cancer. Um, um, I think this one was on lung cancer, but it, it, it applies to everything because um, it's a cellular thing. And so um, this creates um, that problem. And so you have... Um, um, this um, this lack of being able to the cells become impaired in cancer, and then if you compare that to low magnesium um, cells in general without cancer, they also have that same um, um, problem with flux, and uh, they have the same impaired membrane selective permeability, um, broken selective permeability capacity, they both have that same feature, whether it be the impaired membranes of cancer or the impaired membranes of low magnesium or magnesium deficiency, they share the exact same look. They look the same. And so that's interesting. And so healing that and giving magnesium in those cases is, is desirable. Um, so of course, there's medicines that, you know, don't want you to know about this because then they'll say, well, then that'll start doing something well and it'll block the effect of our medicine. And then, our, But the truth is they're just trying to keep that out because they'll realize that if you were using the magnesium, they, they you wouldn't have to use as much of the medicine. Like you may need some of that medicine, but there'd be less of it because magnesium was doing part of that job. So it's pretty greedy to want to just like we want all the market. We don't want anybody else in there. So magnesium has been pretty, because it's not, you know, copyrightable. I mean, at least, you know, they, they, they can't get their hands on it if it's just the magnesium chloride molecule. It's, it's part of nature, right? So, so, um, so this is important for hypoxia because the cyanide, coming back to the cyanide, um, it's going to contribute not only through what we breathe in the air and through pollution, smog, all this stuff. This is coming through. The cyanide is there. Definitely. The EPA is just like every time the EPA catches up to a toxin, it was already there for like 20 years. Like glyphosate, we heard about glyphosate and it was already 20 years that it was just like everywhere, you know. And so we hear about these things way late. So they're kind of a step ahead of us in some of this corruption, I guess. And, you know, trying to get these chemicals passed and, and authorized and all this stuff. So they're ahead of us. And it takes us a while to figure this stuff out. So the cyanide has already been there. And the HCN, it's, a, it's ubiquitous. And so we're breathing this in unless we have air purification system like the IQ Air, which is like eight or 900 bucks. And it's totally worth it. Um, so if we have something like that in place, then we can avoid it. Um, or we have to move or whatever, but um, in these high smog kind of density, dense population areas like L.A., for example, which is where I'm at. But um, And so um, the cyanide comes in through that, um, and it kind of mirrors this kind of hypoxia that we're having. So you add the cyanide, you add the 5G. There's a lot of people who have – there's a lot of people who've 
understood this connection between 5G and oxygen. Now, it doesn't mean that 5G, I mean, even 4G, it's not all about what the 5G is. It's just about um, uh, an intensity of waves and the proximity and the proximity to that. And so that proximity is going to create uh, bleached, I don't know, I call it bleached air, but that's just because my girlfriend lived by one of these places, these towers, and, and she lived so close to it. And the air in her upstairs apartment and even downstairs was just like, it just had this like quality to it that I can only, my intuition can only figure out what that meant to me, but it was just bad. And after I figured out the oxygen thing, and then I was like, that's it. There's something less regenerative about that air that was there. She was just so close to that tower and she had a horrible sleep. And so she had to heal and then we moved. And so it was just, we got out of there, but, but it was like, you know, I've had meters and was able to test all that. And, and, and I didn't tell her at first cause I knew it would hurt her, but, but eventually she, she knew it was time to go. And then I told her everything, but so it was like, you know, this kind of stuff is, is this is steals oxygen at the cellular level. So you turn 5g, you turn cyanide, uh, um, uh, particles, uh, you add all this together and then you add maybe, um, uh, the, uh, you know, MERS, SARS, coronavirus, COVID kind of viral strains that come through and you have a, a perfect storm for hypoxia for low oxygen. And so this is not something you want to give a ventilator for, but this is something that you want to treat, um, understanding hypoxia. <laughs> and then from there, you won't get the downstream infections that make you think that once again, it's a lung infection or whatever when it wasn't. And so um, that happens later, you know, once the fluid comes in there. And so, um, so just trying to stay away from that type of diagnosis. I'm not a doctor, I'm a naturopath, but these things are, of, you know, they're common we can find this wisdom now online and we can figure these things out. So anyway, uh, hopefully that can be of help to someone. Um, and as far as the magnesium goes, um, I would always recommend to do not get the fake stuff. There's some really cheap Zegstein products out there, uh, marked Zegstein. And so we're trying to find the right stuff at the right price point. The right price point is about three bucks a week. Zegstein inside logo, glass bottles, blue glass bottles. You can find this at theheartoftradition.com. Get the real deal because otherwise it's solvent extracted and they just stick, staple the word Zegstein on there because that word cannot be controlled and they have self-certified certification schemes. And um, so want to stay away from that and get the right thing. So come check us out at theheartoftradition.com.